Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I am not Simone de Rochefort. I am Sergeant Rochefort. Oh wait, no. <laughs> I like I'm that. Like a... I like that. You should change your name to you that. You should. It's a great name. Sergeant Rochefort. Oh my god. It, or the very I mean, least, I might like... be building a Death Star. <laughs> that's, that's what that sounds like. Sergeant Rochefort is, uh, I don't know, brings an end to the rebels everywhere. But um, I am joined tonight by senior writer, correct? Senior yes. writer at Gizmodo, Christina Warren. Hello, Christina. Hello, Micah. And of course, the one, the only, <laughs> Rihanna Wu, head of development at Giant Space Cat, yes. politician. Uh, uh, not yet, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> working so. on it. Working on it. General All badass. FEC, this week, do you have any idea how much of a legal pain in the butt the FEC is? It is horrible. <laughs> like it is, it is truly terrible to deal with. I had no idea. So I just, I picture like, Whenever you go to be a politician, they just yeah. assign an FEC person and the person <laughs> just like stands next to you with their arms folded and just shakes their head no all the yeah, time. No. Like everything <laughs> you go to do, it's do like that. Nah, no. Everything you go to do. No, it's all these weird rules. Like uh, you know, here in Massachusetts, for whatever reason, uh normally if somebody gives you money, uh, you put it in a bank account and it you know, generates a nominal amount of interest, right? Here in Massachusetts, for some weird reason, they can't do that, which means just banks make all the money off of using campaign money. So it's just a bunch of weird stuff like that. Uh, that Yeah, that seems a little bad. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. There you go. Interest- Ooh, that, very good. That was very yes. diplomatic. Yes, yes. <laughs> She's already, you're already uh-huh. getting used to... Uh, so to play playing the game, I'm proud of you, Bree. I have to tell you, Christina, it is so hard because my pop my Twitter has gone from awesome Twitter to boring Twitter. <laughs> right. Like, I was playing Super Mario Brothers uh, run before this. And I unlock Toadette, and I'm like, oh my god, I wonder if I beat the game with Toadette, if there's going to be a lesbian ending to Super Mario Run, because like, right. you know, Peach kisses you at the end of it, right? and I do it, and there's totally a lesbian ending, and I wanted to take pictures of it and tweet <laughs> about it, and I can't do stuff like that anymore. Oh. It's like the shackles are on, and it sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, that, uh, that you know... It's a little disappointing because the world needs like full on Brie Wu. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Someone, well, I think how it works is like someone comes in and just fully takes the place. You know, <laughs> there can only be one, but as soon as one is gone, a new one arrives. But I'll, um, I'll make another Twitter account be called like Liana Wu or something. <laughs> <laughs> Liana Wu, Sergeant Rochefort, Sergeant Rochefort. Yes, there you go. That will be my dark Twitter. Uh, well, um. I suppose we should we should definitely get the show going and um, some more bad news happened this oh, week. Yeah. Um, I was I was in the kitchen. I was making stew um, and I just like added the ingredients in and I got a notification, I think from Nuzzle or something like that. And I looked. And I kid you not, I had just been talking to a friend about how Carrie Fisher had been hospitalized, and we were taught we had just gone to see uh, Rogue One the night before, and um, I was just not expecting this. Like that's uh, for anyone who doesn't know at this point, um, Carrie Fisher died Tuesday morning. She of course played uh, Princess Leia and a general, and or, it was General, right? Yeah, General um, Leia. General, yeah, general Leia. Leia. 
and uh, yeah, she was she was she had a heart attack from whenever she was on a flight from London to Los Angeles. <sighs> yeah. Later hospitalized, and um, she has now died, and she was sixty years old. Um, she just yeah, written, I mean, she she was just uh, written another memoir um, called The Princess Diaries about her you know her diaries from her time you know on the set of Star Wars and was doing a lot of promo for that and you know she wrapped filming on on episode eight so that at least is good that we will see um, her on the screen in at least one more role but I mean yeah, my God. Know. I mean, and then the, I mean that this week was terrible in general for pop culture because first, you know, George Michael died, and yeah. uh, although you know her uh, her her heart attack happened, I think the day before, but um, uh, just such a loss for for so many reasons. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, you know, I, I loved what my friend. Uh, you know, there was my friend Anne had a thing that went pretty viral on Twitter uh, talking about how uh, you know it was cool that everybody was using pictures of you know Princess Leia when she was younger, but how much like General Leia meant to her now that she was an adult woman. And mm-hmm. I read this and I loved it and I totally agreed with it because mm-hmm. you know General Leia has lost everything. She lost her home planet. She's had her marriage fail. She's lost her kids, and she's still out there doing what she was meant to do the entire time, which is lead the rebellion. And she's tougher than, you know, Han Solo is in many ways. Mm -hmm. And just talking about how much, uh, you know, she, she, that, that character meant to her. I completely agreed with it. Yeah. I also loved Carrie Fisher just as a, as a person and a human being, you know, I've talked pretty openly on disruption about, you know, uh, my run through, uh, rehab for ambient addiction, because I think there's value in being open and talking about those things. Mm -hmm. And I, I really appreciate Carrie Fisher being open and talking about bipolar. I think, that just does mm-hmm. immense good for so many people. Like she's really to be admired. I mean, especially the the era when she talked about her her struggle with bipolar yeah. disorder. Because you have to understand, this was almost thirty years ago when you didn't yeah. talk about mental illness in any uh, in. In, in any context and yeah. and uh, certainly not I mean you know uh, uh, I think the only other kind of prominent person of that of that probably of that era was was a uh, was the news anchor Sarah Polly who his career was never really the same after yeah. she came forward and so for her to do it um, in the way that she did, you know she was a good writer she was always so honest, so funny but I think you're right I mean I think just a tremendous person, tremendous talent, and and you know the character she played was obviously I think an inspiration for many of us. But I think she as a person, at least for me, was somebody that I really admired and really liked. And uh, just it's devastating. And then of course, as we're recording this, we find out that her her mother Debbie Reynolds um, passed away um, today. So like literally, you know, twenty four hours later. Um, yeah. Which is just you know, come on, you know. Come on, twenty sixteen. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I just, just want to go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say I wanted to to kind of second uh, the point that you made, Bree. It it meant a lot um, that Carrie Fisher was so open about her her you know bipolar. Um, that's something that runs in my family. Uh, different mental health things that you know different people have had to deal with, and having someone be so open and um, I don't know, be just kind of so frank about it is a very good thing because for I think for younger generations, it's a little bit more accepted and less taboo uh, dealing with mental health, but. 
kind of further up the chain, it can be a little difficult. And so when people who have been around and who are icons, frankly, for, um, you know, my parents and generations older than that, my grandparents and things like that, that is helpful when um, people bravely stand up and say, hey, this is this is something that I deal with and it's a real thing and it's uh, it's a problem and I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm working on it. And yeah getting help for it. So I really appreciate that uh, immensely. And I also like, I don't know, put one in for both Simone and I, like Carrie Fisher was very, very weird. If you've ever <laughs> yeah. read her Twitter, yeah. her Twitter was really weird. And yes. I loved how unabashedly weird she was. Yeah. Did you guys ever yeah. see or read, um, I mean, the, the movie is great, the book is great too, Postcards um, from the Edge? I haven't, but I'm going to. I went to ask you about that. It's is so it really good. that good? It's yeah. very good. So, you know, it was her memoir and it was kind of a Roman Clef. So it was, you know, fiction, but basically based on her real life. And, and it was, I think, published in like 87, um, you know, about a, an actress who, you know, had had fame and now had um, a drinking problem and a controlling mother and and was kind of trying to, to make her, her life over again. And it was really really good um in the in the film um uh, her part was was played by Meryl Streep and her mother was was played by Shirley MacLaine and it's just funny and it's raw and it's one of those one of those things that you definitely um again it's one of those things that was really ahead of its time because you didn't see people being so open and kind of honest about their demons and funny about it and and, and the book was great and the movie was great and um you know, so it's weird. It's like, obviously, you know, she's, she's Leia, but, uh, I think of some of her other roles, even, you know, her, 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 her smaller roles in, in films, like when Harry met Sally and, um, stuff like that, you know, she was really just an amazing actress and, uh, anybody who wants, who hasn't read like her most recent book, but wants to read other stuff, Postcards from the Edge is really good. And the movie is really, really good. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to um, buy that and read it. Um, I, I I feel like I want to spend just a minute to talking about George Michael before sure. we move on, because, you know, he came out like it's it's really not that big a deal today. But like, Micah, you were you're talking about this with Carrie Fisher and like how mental health isn't really that big a day It's not a big deal because of the work people did before us, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, there was Betty Ford, and then there was a uh, Carrie Fisher, like really breaking ground and talking about these kind of problems. In that same way, you know, George Michael didn't come out under great circumstances. No, but you know, um all the same, I I remember it was so powerful for me when Freedom 90 came out. That song, you know, I heard it on the radio, I listened to the lyrics, and this is something, I think a lot of straight people heard that and didn't, it didn't register with them. I remember hearing it and going, wow, okay, that's, and it just, it was, it was very powerful to me. And, you know, this is someone who was assaulted by the, the tabloids in Britain and, you know, it was called all kinds of homophobic stuff in the press. And, you know, what's really interesting to me is after he came out, his album after that was Fast Love mm -hmm. uh, in the 90s, which is, it's a really deep musically awesome album with a lot of artistic merit and you got to see the way that he grew he uh eventually started releasing most of his music online for free all of his new projects and i just think that you know he died way too early mm -hmm. and 
He was still, he broke down barriers for people. And I think that's worth noting. No, I agree with you totally. And and uh, he was a really important figure in pop music, you know, and he was, you know, kind of, uh, you know, um, even before he was, he'd confirmed his sexuality, you know, there was some kind of ambiguity uh, w- with him and, and definitely with his imagery. But, you know, when you look at the 80s, both his work with Wham and his solo work in, in the early 90s was so important. But I think you're right. You know, he, he was, the way that he was, forced to kind of come out because of, as you said, kind of the not greatest circumstances. I think the way he then publicly handled that again, especially for that time, because that was, you know, like 18 years ago was definitely, um, I think, uh, huge. And, and, and like today it's interesting just, just how much, you know, time changes stuff he would not have, I don't think been, um, uh, pillared the same way, you know, if, if that instance had happened. And in fact, he, he took it in strides almost. I mean, he, he made jokes, um, you know, if he needed to about, uh, about the situation, played fun of it, went on a, a very uh, revealing interview with Larry King, where he was very honest and open about stuff. And, and I think that it's kind of be cut because he had been so big, especially in, in Europe, you know, um, was definitely, I think somebody who, to this generation of, of, of pop stars and people who can come out in, in, in the music industry owe a lot of gratitude to because yeah. he, he mm-hmm. really helped break down a lot of those barriers, especially since he was somebody who, you know, unlike someone like Boy George, which some celebrities stupidly <laughs> confuse them with. But the thing is, is that he was a pinup star, you know, which I think makes him different um, in, in his struggle, obviously, to, you know, to, to come out and, 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 and the, the, the politics around that different because he was literally – somebody that my older sister had up on the wall. She was in love with George Michael, you know, Mm -hmm. he was literally, um, he was like the Harry Styles of the eighties, you know? Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, this is totally true. I think it was very different. I I think before we move on, I want to say one last thing, you know, for both of these people, it's, it's, it's always frustrating to see, people in positions of responsibility kind of do the wrong thing. And we saw a lot of speculation in the press about, you know, why George Michael died. Mm -hmm. There was some theorizing I'm not even going to get into on the show. And, you know, even more disturbing, there were some pretty prominent YouTube people that were, you know, critiquing Carrie Fisher's weight Right, um, her heart attack and stuff, which is just beyond inappropriate. Um, I do have to say, in all of the obituaries I read, I I didn't see that in any of the mainstream press. No. But I I was I was really disappointed by seeing you know some people that I expected better of doing that. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that, Micah? Um, so I didn't see any of that other than um, the company uh, Cinnabon doing. Yeah. A foolish, foolish well, advertisement. Well, I mean, that's just brands being stupid. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. And, and but like that's the only thing that I saw out there that happened. Uh, however, what I, I, what it boils down to is though that just always is so so distasteful and so uh, it it leaves me going, what in the world? Because it makes you <laughs> why, what are they thinking? What are they yeah. thinking? Well, I and, mean, yeah, I'll tell you what they're thinking. They're, I, I mean, I'm not going to say, I'll tell you, I don't know. Um, I I think that they wanted to, they made it for May the 4th be with you day and made a, you know, somebody made a really egregious error to just want to be part of the conversation. Now realizing that a, that the language wasn't ideal and, and B, you know, maybe let's not cash in on, on people's deaths. Like 
let's just maybe let's just maybe not do that. Yeah. Now, are you talking about with brands? Yes. As opposed to just individual humans? Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, agree. I think individual um, humans, I mean, if, <laughs> it's it's anonymity, you know, or, or pseudo anonymity on the on the internet. And 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 in terms of people making comments, especially about Carrie Fisher and her weight, like F off, seriously. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you know, this is tacky. And, and, and the George Michael stuff. I mean, yeah, we don't know why he died, and I think that speculating otherwise because of anything else is is incredibly insulting, and 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 diminishes um, all of his accomplishments. And and who cares what the reason was? The man is dead. Someone who was very young is has passed away. And that's that 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 should be the focus, not you know trying to trying to push some sort of stupid agenda. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree Agreed. with that. Yep. Oh, be- well, as we move on, uh, I actually do. Speaking of, uh, of making corrections for things, I need to make a correction. Uh, I was on our show last week when we were talking about uh, the Apple uh, Mac story, and and I, I noted the suspicious timing between uh, uh, the the emails uh, or the, the message we're posting from Tim Cook and uh, the Bloomberg article. Um, I've since heard that that was completely coincidental and had nothing to do with that. So I, so, so I take that, I retract that, uh, you know, and uh, you know, it, it just, it, it was just a coincidence. So I, I appreciate uh, your integrity. So that. I want awesome. I, I, so yeah. to just stand up and say that, and uh, I shouldn't have jumped to conclusions um, on my part. That was wrong with me. So there we go. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about Oculus. Yeah. Oh, oh God. VR is fun, right? Do we want to talk about 2016 first to have like a happy story <laughs> yeah. just in between the terrible ones? Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's do Does that, that. work for everybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think going from like the sadness to the really gross is maybe not. I can agree with that. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say I saw um this article uh christina that you that, well it's article in a video um for the worst gadgets of 2016 <laughs> i saw it fly by and i immediately clicked on it and i was so excited to see you because i know like you've done a few you've done videos for mashable and stuff like yeah. this but this one felt really fun and i it just it, i enjoyed it quite a bit so i'm really glad that you are doing video uh at gizmodo as Thank well you. because this yeah. was very enjoyable Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, I did a couple last week, actually. I had the laptop uh, showdown. I had how to build an, a mini SES. Oh, that's right. Uh, which was a ton of fun. That was so much oh, fun. that's awesome. And, uh, and then, obviously, the, the worst uh, gadgets of 2016. I also narrated the best gadgets of 2016. But uh, the worst was definitely a much more fun post to write. <laughs> I hope we see you doing more of that, Gizmodo. It was just awesome. Oh, thank you. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's definitely the plan. So what um, what <laughs> makes your list? What is uh, like your uh, of all the gadgets that came out this year? Right, uh, favorite or favorites? If you can't choose just one, and worst, and of course we have to ask why. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I mean, I think favorites. There were there was a, a on on the list. I I didn't write that post, but I helped contribute to it. Um, I would actually say I think as boring as it is, um, just mostly because the Echo came out in 2015. Um, I would say, although I think the Echo Dot, the, 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 the new one is, is awesome, and it totally made Christmas at, at, at my in-laws a ton of fun. Um, <laughs> I think that it was probably the iPhone 7, uh, or in my case, the iPhone 7 Plus. I think that that was kind of the gadget of the year for me. Um, it, it's a really good phone, and it's waterproof, and um, it's got a great camera. Um, and uh, I don't know, I, I really... I. I think it's it, it it's a great it's a great gadget. Um, so that would be my pick. What about you guys? 
Uh, for positive first? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're going to get into all the reasons why this makes me uncomfortable in our next segment. But I have to be honest, uh, you know, Oculus, I panned the frack out of it on the show. Yeah, you did. I've critiqued it <laughs> and I've said, get a vibe instead. <laughs> yeah. um, the Oculus Touch controllers are freaking amazing. And uh, something that came to my house today was um, a third Oculus sensor that we put uh, behind us. So the problem is with the Vive, the HTC Vive, you basically um, install two little boxes, uh, caddy corner on your ceiling. Mm-hmm. So it can sense the, the controllers no matter where you turn. Um, this is the optimum setup. Oculus is great. They're the best controllers on the market, but the problem is it only works when you're facing your television. So uh, I did spend the $80 to get an additional one that goes behind you. Uh, it comes with the USB uh, repeater cable, which is nice. Um, and I tried it and it helps the experience a lot. It's still not quite as good as the Vive. Um, I'm actually going to try going up into my ceiling and installing the, the Oculus uh, sensors in the same place where the Vive is. So it's looking down and seeing if that helps. But uh, yeah, for me overall, the uh, I agree with you, Christine, the iPhone 7 Plus is a fantastic gadget. Uh, it's already the fact that it's waterproof has saved my bacon once already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, I would say for me, the the Oculus Touch controllers really put that gadget in a, a category all of its own. There's a, a game called Space Pirate Trainer, which is freaking amazing. It's like the best arcade game that's ever been made. You have these drones coming at you, and you have to decide if you can go like shotgun, pistol, shotgun, machine gun, shield, pistol, shield, railgun, and you're just like dancing back and forth and shooting drones in front of the sky. It's amazing. And there's just nothing like it at all. So I would, for me, the Oculus Touch is absolutely the gadget of the year. It's it's fantastic. What wow. about you, Micah? I am going to say something that might make both of you groan based <laughs> on the fact that it's sort of uh, not, I mean, it's like a popular thing to say, but... I do have to say that um, I went in with no expectations for AirPods, mm-hmm. and I literally was just going to order them because work. Because you needed to um, get them right. Yeah. yeah, and I ordered them, and I opened them up, and there's something – I just want to say really quickly. There's something very strange about Apple gadgets where – Every time I overestimate how big they are, they're like always – so with the Apple Watch, I thought it was going to be a lot thicker whenever I first got it. I opened it up and I was like, did I get the right size? <laughs> and the same thing here. The AirPods uh, case is a lot smaller than I expected. Oh, it's Anywho, tiny. It's, it it's literally yeah. floss. It, yes, it is. It is. It's a little floss in your hand. And I opened it up. Um, I did the little, you know, clicky fidget box and uh, charged it and put them in. And I was using them and I very, very much enjoyed them. I had been using them for uh, Skyping and stuff like that um, for, for work meetings. And then I had this realization. Um, so I am I've pretty much become the home kit editor at uh, iMore. So mm-hmm. I do write a lot about home automation stuff, which means I have a lot of home automation stuff in my home. I am now the pilot of my smart home and I do it all from the earpiece that I can keep in my ear, which is the nerdiest, most incredible thing in the <laughs> world. So I just have my little AirPod in my ear and I give it a little tap and then suddenly my whole house is under my control and I feel like 
I don't know, something between a wizard and a captain of a ship or something. It's just so much fun. So AirPods like took my heart at the very end of the year and hugged it and said, oh, you love me. And I said, yes, you're right. AirPods. <laughs> so, yeah. awesome. Why would we make fun of that? Yeah, Christina gave it a great review. I did. I'm going to, I'm thinking about, well, I feel like everybody's myself. saying yeah. that they're awesome. And so I didn't know if you're going to be like, that was obvious, but you didn't. No, so I no, appreciate it's your opinion. Both. I mean, yeah. honestly, I probably would have, I mean, I think that honestly they came out too late in the year for us to put them on the best of list because that post was already mm-hmm. scheduled. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's something to critique that they, the, the delay. Um, I think yeah, control, being forced to use Siri to control the audio annoys the hell out of me. But I really like them, and and I haven't even used them with the HomeKit stuff like you have. And I think that's uh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> it's so nerdy, I but it's so much fun. Uh, um, yeah, well, that is best. Are there any honorable mentions we want to we want to oh. hit before we move on to worst? Oh God, that's a good question. Go ahead, Christina. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would honestly say the Echo Dot, and I I know that it, it technically came out. Well, I guess there were two versions that came out this year. So the first one you had to be an existing Echo owner to own, and that was kind of lame. Um, and you had or you had to like order it through uh, Alexa, like on your Fire TV. There was like a, a link to do it, um, and it was a hundred dollars, and it was you know it was cute and it, and it worked real well, but it was but it was a hundred bucks. And then about six months later, they came out with. Um, one that um, looks almost the same, slightly different design. I think it has you know two buttons instead of four or something like that. Um, and they uh, uh, fifty bucks, and anybody could get it. And my in-laws gave um, away a bunch of these for Christmas. They got one. They gave my husband one. He's just had a blast with it, writing different skills for Alexa. And the thing is, is that you know um, I know some people really liked Google Home. Um, I haven't really used it, and my experiences with Google Assistant haven't been that fantastic. So I haven't really been like all into you know the Google Home experience. But I um, I really really like the Echo, and I think the Echo Dot. At coming in at that price point is the thing that you know you're talking about about HomeKit and home automation. And I think that it's one of the first mainstream devices. I feel like you know a few years ago everybody and their brother bought a Fitbit for um, for Christmas. Like literally everybody that you know on the planet, like your mom, your your dad, right. your aunt, like every single person you you've ever met in your life bought a Fitbit. And I think like this year, this 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 Christmas was was the Christmas where like literally everyone you know got. Uh, an Echo Dot because of its price point. And I think that's important because when we talk about stuff like like HomeKit and home automation, like this is the this is going to be kind of the hub and, and the central kind of controlling device for a lot of people. They're the first thing they really get where they can kind of understand, oh, talking to stuff is cool. Asking it questions is cool. Setting the timer, playing music, um, you know, finding um, out information, um, you know, playing, um, uh, getting jokes, you know, playing blackjack, you know, in addition to all the other stuff. So I really liked the, the echo dot. And I think that it, um, was, 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 was a great little gadget. I, I just want to throw in, there's a, a case being adjudicated that came out today where people, uh, law enforcement, it was a murder yes. and they're basically trying to subpoena the information from, uh, you know, an Amazon echo device. Um, you know, there are pros and cons to that. It was probably inevitable, but I think it's it's worth thinking about. That's you true. Know, law enforcement is starting to adjudicate this field to pull information from it. Yeah, so, although, uh, although, I mean, I think in that case, I mean, I think it's important to know we're not sure, and I think this would obviously change my recommendation, but at least what Amazon has said very clearly is that they do not record sound when the device isn't active. So, you know, 
it, it seems like the likelihood of you know having to say Alexa whatever and, and, being and, and murdered. Yeah. right exactly or, or Alexa you know put p- p- put a knife on my to do list you know what I mean like uh, like on my shopping list like I I don't mean to be glib about it someone to die I, I so I I feel bad even making the joke but but you know what I mean like I but I so I feel, I mean I agree with you I think it's something to be aware of um uh and and so far Amazon hasn't handed the data over so it'll be interesting to see how that plays off plays out but yeah i think you're right that is something to to be aware of that there are privacy things i'm eager to look at it myself uh i would say honorable mention for me micah the Mm -hmm. nintendo classic yes Um, yes you know guys i have to tell you if you are a 20 something out there you really don't understand how much of a dirty, awesome hack the Nintendo Entertainment System <laughs> totally. was in the day. So if you do the um, the math on how much computational power you had to have in the 80s to move around all these pixels and permutations with colors on the screen, it is it is so unbelievable. Like they, It just couldn't be done. So the way they hacked it, is by the tile system. This is why when people um, basically go into ROMs, all the, the pieces of Mario are little tiles. So the the way the Nintendo worked so well was by moving these little tiles of Mario around so the computational power could be dedicated to just figuring that out rather wow. than calculating every single pixel at the same time. And the game design that went into those games is... It's just a whole nother language, and it broke my heart when Simone said on the show she had no interest in playing the original oh, I know. NES games. It's like, just like, oh, how, oh how, how can you understand your past, your future, right. if you don't understand your past? Right. I mean, exactly. I mean, oh. I, I sort of understand. Like, I like I, and I have them. You know, um, I was too. I wasn't even born when the original Ataris came out or anything like that. But I had one of those Atari, you know, classic things, and I liked it because I liked the retro aspect of it. But then when I played the games, you know, there wasn't any nostalgia for me, and they frankly weren't very good. I feel like the Nintendo's different though, and I don't think it's just my my nostalgia no, talking. It's not. It's not not it's all not. the games like on the system are fantastic, but some of them are truly amazing. Like Super Mario Brothers Three is the greatest platformer of all time full stop and it is and and i mean you know some people might quibble and say super mario world or some other stuff but i mean i think that you know the the role that super mario brothers 3 had in 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 you know platform games and and in all kinds of stuff you know the the role of the original zelda had um in in action rpgs i mean there's just so much stuff i i agree with you and then we can't discount i think the cuteness factor of the system the oh, short absolutely. control the cute controllers the, the short uh, you know controllers notwithstanding and unfortunately you can get either extenders or there are some a couple of wireless options um but uh, uh, Nyko and uh, an 8-bit Doe both make them. But yeah, I w- I'm with you. I love the, the, the mini Nintendo. It's it's a great value for what you're getting. The cords are pain in the butt. And, yeah. you know, my... I, I I I have to take a second and say, Christina, you're, you're dead on. The Atari games, by and large, don't hold up from a gameplay point of view. You know, we learned a lot about gameplay by 1985. It 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 is a science like game design. So, you know, the the selection of games they picked there are by and large all classics. And if you play Super C, you know, you don't get 30 lives, you only get 10 with the Konami code, but it's still going to really teach you pattern recognition. <laughs> right. 
Mega Man 2 is a fantastic game. Like you're really getting some of the the best games of that era and they really hold up. And I just, you know, if you were born in that era, if you were Micah and you maybe didn't experience it like Christina and I did, it's totally worth $30. So no, I agree. I agree. And and I think you you kind of get to see certain characters like the the Kirby is that's one of the best games on the system because it was one of the last ones that was made. And, and that one's really incredible because both graphically and just kind of a um, computationally what they were able to do at the end of the system's life, I think is interesting too, what you're talking about, about everything that they kind of had to do to, to make it work, all the hacks. By the time it got to the end of its life, they were really doing smart and interesting things with um, with with the system, so... Micah, all right. Uh, you know it's uh, it's tough, um, <laughs> and that's why I think I'm going to cheat because this is new to me as of this year, and I think that a lot of people don't know about this based on the the feedback that I kind of received afterwards. So um, I decided that I had to have the Space Gray Apple Watch back when Apple Watch first came out, um, and then Apple proceeded to make bands for these stainless steel watch every mm-hmm. single doggone time. And there were a lot of uh, bands that did not match uh, the 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 Space Gray Apple Watch because it was the, you know, less people had it. It wasn't as popular as the stainless steel models or the silver aluminum models, et cetera, et cetera. So um, Tim Cook said, well, we got to make Micah mad and also supply <laughs> doesn't make sense. So we're not making any bands for the Space Gray Apple Watch. Well, turns out uh, there are lots of companies that make uh, third-party uh, lugs for the Apple Watch. And I found one that makes a really good quality um, Space Gray lug that is color matched to the actual Apple Watch. So oh, awesome. it's Gadget adjacent. I know, like no, this is double That's close enough. Thank you, thank you. How I, much does it go for? Um, uh, it's sixteen dollars. Is it? And you get that's two awesome. lugs, and you no. get a screwdriver that you need to uh, do the actual like hardware work. Um, if if anyone is interested, I will make sure to uh, send a, share this link with you because I actually have an article. It's a how to on how to do the whole thing. We'll it's got links. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes for sure. Show notes. So Sweet. before we move on, we have to ask. I, we gotta go quick. But Christine, I want a worst gadget of the year. What yeah. do you give an F this oh, year? Yeah. So there was a little rule we had at Gizmodo this year, which is if you, if you were called, caught on fire, or tried to kill our news editor, you made the list. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, and so yeah. there and there were actually a number of gadgets that that were recalled or caught on fire. Uh, but of course, the first and, and most most uh, infamous one would be the Galaxy Note Seven. Yeah. yeah uh, so yeah. yeah, that 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 was without a doubt to me. That was like, yeah, you are absolutely on the list. Like you you are you are the list. Um, uh, there, you know, there, there was a there was a drone that fell from the sky. Hoverboards, which were recalled and blew up. Um, there was uh, also a boosted board, which uh, tried to kill our news editor, a really bad robotic dog. But the worst for me, without a doubt, was uh, was the Galaxy Note Seven. I mean, like if you if you do billions of dollars worth of damage, and like you know, l- literally, there was like an internet, there was a, an incident. Uh, uh, Imore's uh, uh, Serenity ha- was was stuck at the airport longer than she should have been because. Some idiot had um, <laughs> their Wi-Fi making it look like they were on a Galaxy Note Seven oh just God. just this week. Uh, so I think just that fact right there is like Galaxy Note Seven almost created an international incident in the air. The airplane almost had to turn around. So that that, that that's it for me. What about you guys? 
I, well, okay, so this ahead, is going to be ahead. an unpopular uh, opinion here, uh, uh, but I think the 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 lower tier MacBook Pro that came out this year without the touch bar, you know, the, the reviews for it have been not great. Uh, it's really hard to know who it's for. It doesn't really have... Um, it doesn't really have the power or the, I mean, it's there at a lower price point, but I think that laptop really disappointed a lot of people. Uh, I had a chance to shake it down with some uh, game, you know, game dev uh, applications at a friend of mine's house recently, and it can't run anything. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's, it's not Apple's best effort this year, I will say. So I'm going to put that on my worst list. I think that that is absolutely fair. I want to say really quickly, uh, Christina, about yours, the, the the list that you did. I saw at the very end there was a smart uh, fabric, or I mean, a smart air freshener from Febreze. Yes. As a person who absolutely adores home automation and who wants, like, I want it to succeed, there's nothing that upsets me more than really, really stupid uh, <laughs> home automation stuff because oh, that's yeah. the stuff that gets in the way of, you know, of the good stuff the being good a stuff, success. Totally. Yeah. So I'm so angry that someone said, let's charge $700 billion for a thing that doesn't even have a schedule on it. Like you can go to the store and spend probably like $11 and get one that sprays without you having to do anything automatically every 10 minutes or whatever it is, every hour. The, ugh, I saw that and I was so angry. Um, so that like wins the place, like the the tiny bit of hatred uh, that I have in my body. <laughs> that that is it goes all to that thing right there. Um, I can't stand it at all. Uh, in terms of uh, gadget for me, I think I would also have to say. I know that it's uh, it's a repeat, but the the Note Seven was just a a very bad thing for everyone. And honestly, the reason why it's it makes the list for me is because it made me afraid to use my iPhone Seven Plus the first day I got it. And the reason why is because when I turned it on, it was doing that hissing thing that right. uh, came to light earlier this year, and it was very very hot, like touch my flesh, and it was burning me hot. Uh, so I actually, I made sure that my dogs didn't go anywhere near the phone for the first Aww. day. And I like stayed very far away from it. And I, you know, finally was able to confirm with other people that, Hey, it's okay. Not a big deal. Here's what's going on. But, uh, because of the galaxy Note seven, that made me afraid of my iPhone. So that's why it is the worst budget <laughs> of 2016 for me. All right. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Well, um, it is time to move on from the fun, the funny, and the best and the worst um, to talk about the head of computer vision at Oculus. Um, and I, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correctly. Is it Dove Cats um, or so. Dove Cats? I, I think I'm, not, it's Dove. I'm not entirely sure. Dove, Dove Katz, uh, the head of computer vision at Oculus. And um, he has now been arrested. It, well, allegedly, uh, allegedly arrested. Let me try this again. No, he was arrested. He is, yes, he was arrested. Sorry, the thing that is. Um, okay. Oh, okay. So this is even more of an update than I have. Well, no, uh, I mean, he, he, me... he's on bail. He, he was, he's, you know, he hasn't gone any further. He hasn't been convicted. 
but, gotcha. but he's been charged. Gotcha. Okay. So he has been charged with um, t- trying to solicit sex from a 15 year old girl. Well, from what he believed was a 15 year old. Yes. yes. It was yeah. an undercover. It, it, it was, undercover. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like one of those, you know, to catch a predator sorts of sting things. And um, uh, he was sending text messages with someone who initially claimed to be 19 and then later said, actually, I'm um, I'm 15. And uh, he continued to go forward with the uh, allegedly, you know, uh, plan to um, have a girlfriend experience with uh, with someone he believed to be um, or that, that, expre- that expressed to him that, 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 that she was 15. For uh, I, I mean, it, then there was there was money involved as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be, I think that the the age thing is what you know ended up putting it together. Although I, I don't believe that solicitation is legal in in Seattle where this happened. So, um, uh, you know, that there would have been an, an issue with that. I think regardless, but the 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 big thing, obviously, in this case, was that uh, um, the age was was. The, Claimed to be, you know, fifteen years old, and um, that's gross. Pretty disturbing. Yep. I honestly, I obviously this is this is a this is a tough topic and a a tough thing to talk about. I this is the head of computer vision at the at company. Oculus. Yeah, yeah. This is a person who, in theory. Has you know, I understand that there are uh, there are mental illnesses involved with these um, types of things in many cases. Uh, at the same time, this is a person you know who has spent their life getting an education and going through all these things. And I realize that education isn't always a factor in making a person you know more responsible and uh, a better upstanding member of society, but. Uh, statistics show like in in most cases that is something that certainly helps it is why the it is part of the reason why my ancestors would flee to the north where there were more educated individuals who uh, knew that slavery was a bad thing and the the point that I'm trying to make is that this is this is a person who is in a a position of power and one yeah. that is acquired through lots of um, skill and you would think intelligence in that uh, that is one of the things that boggles the mind in, in this case. Well, I don't think we would be covering this, Micah, if it weren't part of a, a larger, very disturbing picture at Oculus, right? Yes. Now, you know, mm-hmm. I probably, I've been on the record about this before, and now that, you know, I'm running for office, you know, it's probably not the most political position, but I've I've been pro-sex work for a long time, right? Like, I, I believe that a woman should have the, the sure. right to choose her own profession, so the the solicitation doesn't, you know, to me that is it's illegal there, and you should follow the laws. And but the thing that's really disturbing is we we read the logs that the police put forward, and it's important to remember this is just an allegation at this point. Right. Obviously, the police put it pr- forward; it's credible. But you know, he's, he's definitely being charged with this. And he's on bail, and this woman is saying. Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I started this. I'm younger than I said. I'm only 15. Are you okay with that? Do you still want to meet? And he's like, sounds great. It just means you have more stamina. 
which is beyond disgusting. And you have to put this into a larger picture at Oculus. So you have, um, you know, John Carmack, who Oculus, when they're first starting, he moved over there and he very famously said at a press conference one time, like they critiqued him for not hiring women. He said, we just can't find any women that are good enough to be here. You know, we'll hire anyone. There are no gender bias problems here. Women just aren't good enough. There's a YouTube of it out there you can see. Um, you know, you had uh, the founder of CEO, uh, you know, Palmer, uh, is it Lucy? Lucky. Palmer Lucy. Lucky. Palmer Lucky. Lucky. Right. You know, he, he very infamously this year uh, funded, I think it was $20,000 towards a, 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 an operation that was meant to kind of uh, put memes out there against Hillary, kind of disparaging Hillary in sexist ways. And some of those were very, very racist memes uh, supporting Donald Trump. This is a free country. And if he wants to vote for Donald Trump, I'm not going to like it. But like funding a political smear operation with racist and sexist content is... And and doing it for the lulls, you know. Right, and doing it for the lulls. That's not a good look for someone that's in high levels there. So you have John Carmack, who when I went to Oculus Touch, uh, Oculus OC2, Oculus Connect 2, people were flocking to like a rock star. Right, because Um, he's John Carmack. Right, it's John Carmack. So he's saying this, uh, you know, you've got... Palmer, you know, lucky, basically funding some really extreme speech. And then you have top people at the company being solicited for kind of doing, being willing to have sex with underage girls. This is a pattern at Oculus. It's very consistent with what I find when I deal with, when I talk to friends that are adjacent to that company and work around that company. I constantly hear about culture there that is really horrible and scary. And, you know, this is a bigger picture than this. It's worth asking when you have someone in such a position of leadership that doesn't have a problem with this, that sees women in this way, you know, it has consequences for the rest of the environment. Mm-hmm. So I feel really professionally torn because, you know, as I just said in our previous segment, Oculus Touch is by far the ve- the best VR controller in the market. And even though the Vive is a little bit more comfortable, it is the VR system to get. It's amazing. I love the technology. But it is so hard for me as a professional to open up an API and make something and think about selling in the Oculus store because every story I hear coming out of this company is so gross. Yeah. And so this is bigger than just someone that was picked up for solicitation. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I think that it, it is. it shows what is a very disturbing pattern kind of a behavior and, and and you wonder what's happening. I mean, from, from all reports, you know, Palmer lucky, we don't know how involved he even is right now. I mean, from, from what we know, he is still employed by Facebook um, and, and, and whatnot, but he hasn't been seen in public in, in months, basically. He didn't show up to the last developer conference. Like there's, they're basically doing everything they can to, to keep him um, hidden away. And, you know, the, the Carmack issues have never even been addressed. I mean, like, that was just kind of, I remember reading about it and, and being like, well, that's really gross. But it wasn't even a big, um, it was kind of like, well, um, 
brushed under the table, you know, in, 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 in its what it means in, for systemic bias against against women game developers, especially when there's so many issues concerning women in gaming, uh, you know, before we even get into the developer side, I think is really problematic, especially for a company. Can I that, add something here super sure. quickly, Christine? After Carmack, Oculus then went through three different company acquisitions where they brought them in. Every single one of those companies they acquired had zero women on staff. And when I tried to talk to them about that, it wasn't a good conversation. Right. So I, I just wanted to add that. Like yeah, no. CarMax's problems then led to them acquiring companies that also didn't hire women. And now here's where we are. So Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's worth noting you know, that one of the most, certainly, the, you know, Facebook has a lot more money than HTC and and Steam, you know. Um, uh, Facebook might even have more money than than you know for for some of this stuff than Sony. They they had the potential to be one of the most important players in VR, and it's disturbing to see kind of their their treatment towards towards women um, uh, kind of across the board. I mean, I, I think that obviously I don't think it's fair that to say that the actions of one employee are representative of an entire company. Um, at least in this you know um, alleged incident with with the with the the. Uh, the sex, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, solicitation issue. Like, I don't think I don't want to like blame Oculus for that because I don't think that, uh, that the employer can be held responsible for what their employee is is doing. But I think that you're right when you look at it in kind of the the, the greater context of what does this mean for or what does this company stand for and what are their um, values. It's definitely worth thinking about because what we've seen over the last couple of years has been a company and especially over this, this past year has been a company that is not dedicated to diversity. Um, and, and, and is, is, you know, kind of done what they can to insulate, at least in, in the case of Palmer lucky, their executives from critique, um, in, in, in that case. Uh, I think it's worth saying they also have refused to, at least by the last time I checked, uh, comment on this at all to the press. So, yeah. you know, it's it's exactly like the women in tech issue there, right? Like they, they kind of want to put their heads in the sand and say women just aren't good enough. Um, so, you know, if you put this in the bigger context of, um, you know, Facebook and, you know, uh, Peter Thiel's on that board, it's just, it's, it's not a good picture. It's not a good picture. And I they, they it seems to me from the outside, if they want to be able to, you know, attract a diverse user base, they're really going to have to clean up their culture. I agree. Uh, because for me, as someone on the outside that, you know, could choose to go develop an Oculus game at any time, and they desperately need content. Yeah, they do. Um, they're not a company I think I'd feel good about selling games for. Well, I mean, I think especially when you're Facebook, you know, Facebook is who owns them. And Facebook's ultimate goal and the reason Facebook paid, you know, $2 billion for the company wasn't because they wanted to get into gaming at all. You know, like that, that's, 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 that's not like why Facebook is doing this. I mean, I think that if they could get some of the gamer audience, that's fine. But they see VR as kind of this, this next interface. They're making a $2 billion bet on virtual reality. And, if you're going to make something go mainstream, if you're going to make it become kind of household and become the future of interfaces, like you've got to be accessible to everyone. You can't literally just be this boys club. Um, and, 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 you know, um, have, have people in your organization that um, openly kind of dismiss having other types of voices involved. 
you both said everything that needs to be said. I mean, there's there's nothing to add to this other than to say that it does, you know, give me pause when it comes to figuring out. I mean, I have not purchased a, a VR set of any kind. And, you know, Bree says Oculus is the best experience altogether. But um, when I also consider that there are so i mean the the list just keeps getting added on and it makes me wonder if that's where i should you know be putting my money or if um i should put it elsewhere and it's not impossible for vive to just update their freaking controllers to put a thumb trigger <laughs> and a, a grip there and have it point a little more forward like the oculus controller isn't rocket science you know and the htc tracking is better and the headset is more comfortable so you know like <laughs> you know it's anybody's game at this point we don't even talk about hololens which is the best technology of all of them right so, yeah. Uh, well, Hololens needs to ship something first. They, yeah, it really I mean, does. That, I mean, I mean, they, they might, best technology historically is not a is not a recipe for winning. But it's also a problem with Oculus. I mean, Agreed. people are not. I have to tell you, like, I built my own PC. I read a ton of stuff. I had to figure out how to get UPSB 3.0 to be fast enough with wiring into my motherboard. There are eight million wires through my living room. Normal people just aren't going to do that. No, like you'd have to right. be ridiculous to do it. So it's got a long way to go. No, totally. I mean, I think that's why PlayStation VR has has a shot. But but yeah, no. I mean, I think you're right. But it's certainly if people are going to do these things, then you know, it makes it even worse as as you were saying, if people like you aren't willing to make games and, and look at, you know, bringing stuff forward, like they need content, you know, and, and, and that, that, that becomes as, as important as anything else in, in these scenarios. And, and so, you know, like this doesn't help. I think it's really noteworthy that over Christmas, uh, Oculus Touch didn't have a really big game to launch along with it. They had yeah. their five kind of premium launch titles, and they had some pleasant $10 distractions. Uh, but there's no, like, Robo Recall is going to be amazing when it comes out, but uh, there's no A-level games there. So it's Did a Vive? hard thing to recommend. Uh, Vive does at this point, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I think if you look at the Vive Steam library, it's there. Well, <laughs> sorry to be such a that, downer. Yeah, no, no, it's no. Fine. Um, I that <laughs> we we have to talk about that as much as we uh, have to talk about the the fun things as well. Yes. yes. Um, is does that take care of it then? That does it. That does it. <laughs> have we what said all the things show? on our hearts and minds? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, I actually forget how Simone signs off. Well, first we, we say what we're all doing in the coming week. What we're all doing. Ah, that's this week. right. Yes. yes. Yeah, we didn't have a dessert topic. What the heck? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> say something happy. Tell me something happy that happened over Christmas, uh, Christina. Um, my in law. I mean, I already said this, but like the 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 the, the Echo Dot. Everybody had uh, had such a blast, like t- making Alexa tell dad jokes. It was genuinely adorable. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I had a bunch of fun, awesome Nerf Wars with my husband. I got a $300 uh, Ray figurine from Star Wars, like the ultimate, ultimate huge one. And it's her face is just perfectly sculpted. It's absolutely gorgeous. Good job, Frank. Yes. Very good job. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a really cool uh, gift. Yes. 
Um, well, for me, this is again, it's so, it's so silly, but for some reason, um, fire places and like building a fire, uh, are just so, I don't know. They just make me feel good and and happy. (laughs) And, um, Shane and I just moved in, moved from uh, Columbia to Springfield, Missouri. And, uh, the place that we moved into, we have a fireplace and I finally got to build a fire in it. Um, and it was just, I don't know, being with friends and and hanging out around the fireplace and chatting. And it was, uh, it was just a really warm, uh, in, in more than one way, not just physically warm, uh, good time. And I, I, I really love that. So I got to build a fire in my fireplace and that is a cool sentence that actually is Aww. true. And that's just neat. So, yeah. Awesome. So Christina, well, what are you up to this week? Uh, planning for CES. Uh, yeah. so I, I will be gone, uh, next week. Um, we will have someone filling in for me because I will be at the consumer electronics show in Las Vegas. And uh, actually I don't even think it's called the consumer electronics show anymore. I think it's now just called CES, but anyway, yes, uh, the artist formerly the ar- known. precisely the artist formerly known as consumer electronics show it will always be the, the, the consumer electronics show in my heart. Uh, I will be there. I hopefully will get to see Micah, although it'll be so crazy. I don't know if I'll be able to see you, but I hope hopefully we'll be able to, to see Micah and, and some of the other, uh, um, uh, mobile nations people um it's going to be uh it's it's going to be busy as always so that's that's what i'm preparing for because that is literally like amazing yeah what about you i hope Bray? you get to play with like a internet connected sniper rifle or uh just something unbelievably ridiculous <laughs> i don't, don't want to touch it i don't want to another... touch a gun i'm not okay guns. okay uh i got nothing an internet connected <laughs> toaster yeah will... okay that's good that's good yeah Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what about you? What are you doing this well, week? Yeah, I'm pretty much just, you know, crossing my legs, closing my eyes, and breathing in and breathing out uh, to get ready for CES as well, yeah, like the stress yeah. of it. Uh, last year was my first year going, and I only went, it was just two of us there to do the whole entire show, which is just a foolish, foolish, foolish thing. Um, so I'm excited for this year because there's a big team going. Um, excited to meet some of my colleagues for the first time, actually, because they will be coming from Canada, where there's snow every everywhere right now I'm told and uh all over the United States so I'm looking forward to that and then yeah Christina and I might see each other in passing while there's like a vendor talking to her and telling her something and I'm going one way and she's going the other and we'll just wave uh but yeah hopefully there'll be time for us to uh at least say hi um yes. we'll make time doggone it uh I want, our... I want you to get Christina liquored up and get <laughs> on YouTube I want drunk yes. there are no videos of drunk Christina on oh YouTube my God, just like right, going aren't. off like that's a change plus our 9.7 inch yeah you're right i this is this is a duty um plus our 9.7 inch rose gold ipad pros have to meet each other they do because they're 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 they're, they're star-crossed lovers oh they are they are and uh christina she inspired me whenever (laughs) i met her and her ipad pro and so i got one too so yes they have to meet (laughs) (laughs) what about you the best rose gold is definitely the best i'm I'm all in in. no shame uh god i it's not technology related but i'm working my ass off on my campaign uh we got the tax id number set up today and uh filed a bunch of other forms we're hoping to have all the uh compliance with the fec stuff done by January 1st so I can launch campaign uh, fundraising, which I expect I'm going to be doing very well in because the the response has been just 
beyond amazing uh, awesome. for this. It's it's a good time to be a politician when you have so many emails coming in of people asking to donate to your campaign that you can't even answer them all. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that up. Uh, we're getting ready for our official uh, campaign launch. I'd hope to do it at the, um, the, uh, basically the counter rally here in Boston, uh, for the Trump inauguration. I'm going to see if I might go down to DC instead. So all of that stuff's in play. Uh, I'm talking to a lot of high level people in the democratic party that I never would have thought would be calling me. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's awesome and weird, Christina. It's really <laughs> awesome and weird. So I can't wait to see your campaign sign. I like the graphic designer in me is just yeah, yeah. thrilled to see so what your campaign sign is. I think we like. should go with is who are you going to call? Like, <laughs> good. I, I love that. Oh, that's really good, actually. Yeah, I think it like gets you pumped up. So yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I you can shout that. Like people will shout that at your rallies. You're gonna call. So, yeah. Uh, please don't kick me out the show if I move over to working in politics, though. Like, you know, uh, come still on, study now. technology. So you're 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 you're, um, you're a, a tech a tech person, like forever. Absolutely, forever. I was forever. gonna say you'll probably be bringing like you you will need the show you will need this show more than ever because you will need the support to bring more technology to. To our politicians, like yeah. explanation and understanding. You think you're joking, it. Micah? But Christina and I were hammering this butthead. Oh my god! That was linking, uh, you know, basically uh, the married butthead to right. Sopa. Just Sopa. <laughs> what? She so went on CNN and, and like oh, had a whole thing. Okay. Well, Wolf, we had this whole thing that we were going to do to stop all this. It was called Sopa and Pippa. But then these people said that we just couldn't have that, and it was like insane. Like, no, you know, Christina, the first thing I'm going to do if I'm elected is pull every string possible to serve on a committee with that woman. Seriously. <laughs> so we're real yeah. because, yeah, no, yeah. because we need that. We, because we we'll genuinely. Have, we'll have daily, we'll have weekly briefings uh, on Rocket. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing this week. <laughs> Love it. Yep. All right. So that's the show, Micah. Uh, yes. That okay, takes care I'll, of it. I'll do it. I'll, I can do Simone for beer. So, guys. What we need you to do is please, if you like the show, please go review us. It can only be one star or five stars. There's no room in between. There's no room in between. We either want nothing but one stars. And if it's a one star, please be funny. Yes, be funny. Um, and we will give you bonus points if you uh, use the name, if you make your iTunes name Sergeant Rush in your <laughs> For review. Real. We'll read that on the show this week uh, from Sergeant Rushfor. Um, so give us a review. Uh, and this episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 <laughs> <laughs>